Welcome to TuneIn's In Conversation With podcast series, in which we invite Kenyan leaders and trailblazers to discuss their lives and work. Today's episode is part of our Spin Music Vertical, featuring Nairobi musicians Blinky Bill and Madhoni Drummer Queen. This is the first of three segments. Find part two at www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. This is Tune In by the In Network. I feel like 20, 2019 was a really, um, it was a very intense year on mm. multiple fronts. Right? It really so, was, yo. Yeah. So there was a lot of the promotion mm-hmm. of, not even promotion, really. We just we were on elevation. tour. It was elevation. Yeah. Twenty nineteen was touring, so that was the year that I officially became like a, a touring proper touring artist, artist yeah. which, as you know, is just like a whole different ball game. Yeah. And then um, we also had a grant to run a music incubator. Yeah. And I had the opportunity and the privilege of life to work with this like amazing artist. Yeah, I saw that. So like, working through careers right yeah. like being on the other side and helping people sort of have clarity yeah as to what they're trying to do to filter their thoughts order them be yeah. fine so that and then producing blankets and do your own thing as well <laughs> so that was a really blessed and tough year right it, it was it was so good to see it from the outside looking oh, yeah at, yeah that's how I felt looking at your life. I was just like, oh my God, check my G winning everything. That was, that was, and Ibiza came early. Yeah, it we came are, early. We were, I'm the one, one who called it. One, you <laughs> one, called I it. I called it. And, I called Ibiza. And I remember landing at the airport at Ibiza and I think they say Ibiza. Mm. I was just like, holy Ibiza. cow. Like we talked about this with Mudoni two years ago. And then now I'm at this place. I'm like, this is insane. But it's a good reminder. And if always, even for me to just remind myself that it's possible. Yeah. Because sometimes when people see you on whatever level, mm. some people are finding out about you at that level. Absolutely. So they assume that it's always been easy or it's always been smooth or it's always or it's always everything is always going the way you expect it to which i don't think is the case for any successful person and i remember reading there was someone who posted this this week that if you see me winning in a couple of areas just know that there's also parts of my life where i'm not doing so well anyway that's we'll continue to that. But when I got to Ibiza, I was like, this is crazy that we were talking about this as a joke. Okay, not as a joke. No, no, it, no. Not as a joke. Me, but was it was like serious. But it was like you couldn't for you, I guess there was no direct the connection of the dots. It's like one plus one, how could it end up at Ibiza? I guess for you it, that's the question. Like how did you end up there? How did you end up having a phenomenal run like you did last year? Like and like I remember, I'm, I'm like I remember, even just a band days. I was the guy saying one day we're gonna be playing in, oh, you will play, be playing in New York or we'll, be, but with nothing, we're abs like we're broke college mm. guys with absolutely nothing but our skills and our dreams. In fact, our skills were not. I don't even feel like our skills were there yet, but 
to be able to get to a point where I'm playing Summer Stage Central Park, I'm like, can I cast? I'm like, yo, this is insane. I guess what I'm asking is how, 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 because it's a very clear. I mean, I we hung out together at yeah. Montreal Just Festival, yeah. right? And for me, that was one of the highlights of being on tour this year, that I'm actually going to hang out with you. Yeah. I actually got to watch your show, yeah. and then we just got to hang out for yeah. a night, and it was just like, you didn't think that I was going to be there that night, and yeah. I really loved it. But what was interesting for me is to watch how many people came to that show for you. You are on the same billing with, uh, you know, quite... with uh, Mr. Mr. Easy. And that was the second time. Third time in the year you'd been on the same billing? I think we played around... Five shows with Mr. Easy last year. Just in 2019. So I guess for me, the question is, are you starting to see um, what does this home in a way look like for you? Like from an audience perspective, are you you finding a balance? Because then also when I flash forward to blankets, you know, uh, in January. Yeah. And when we're having the conversation, you were stuck in Lamu, and I was just like, "Yeah, you have to get here." Obviously, we're gonna do another baby because it's yeah, yeah. I was like, "It's Blinky Bill. It's irreplaceable, right?" Like yeah. how uh, such a big part of the audience came specifically in your name, like they bought the summer pass because they're like Blinky Nairobi done. Yes, I'm yeah. coming for that. So I guess just for you, and then like being in in New York, and then there's people who are riding for you. So yeah. I don't know how this home and away thing. How is it? How how is it? I think I think um, I, 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 one. I'll just speak about home mm. because for the longest time, I didn't thought I didn't think that my work had like impact here, or because sometimes people are very specific with what what it is that they want to listen to, and mm. I, I, I always felt like it's more of the club stuff. Mm. But lately, it's yeah, the love is insane. Like mm. I came, I came back from Afropunk, then went to Kilifi. Like I literally just went, showered, and was at the event space. Mm. And so, like when I was starting to play, the whole place was packed. Mm. As like everyone was just jamming and singing. Mm. And I don't know when that switch happened. And for me, it's something that's making. Like it's a, making a very compelling case for making things that, in the way that, in the vision, in the way I envision them, for also my people who are here, for also pe- the people that care about because there are many. Mm. I ne- I didn't used to think that there, mm. but there, and then taking it to the road, like let's say in Joburg, there's someone, some South Africans people who'd seen me play in Durban. People who'd see me play in Joburg, people who'd seen me play in Cape Town, a couple of even people who were at my show in like reunion, and they were at the event. They were like they come to see me play. Mm. And like for me, I'm never gonna get used to that, mm. but it's a good feeling mm. because now it me- means that oh, okay, now that we have people who care about this stuff, like I'll give them all the best stuff that I can possibly make. Mm. So, madame. <laughs> rocking stages yeah. on stages. Stages on stages on Yo, stages. Yo, I was seeing the videos of you playing in Europe and I was just yeah. like, this is crazy insane. Yeah. Like your live set is fire. <laughs> yeah. 
In fact, I'll, I'll come for some tips. Some tips, yeah. residency. Residency. So we can work on the Coach show. Coach me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think for me, I really have to give a lot of credit to being in an environment that matches an artist. As you know, mm-hmm. over here, it's like, it's really you and Kokoto. your God. Okay. <laughs> and the people who love you and even them, they're just like, mm, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, so <laughs> Tell me about it. Tough. So to be in a space where the system is rigged to help you succeed, right? Um, it's an, it's insane. That's a completely different experience, right? Like venues operate the way they're meant to. If you have a cool project, you can literally apply and get funding to do your project. You can literally apply to get funding to do a couple of weeks of residency, so that you know you improve your life. Show yeah. this things and then just having the dedication and the support of the Swiss crew, right? So yeah. as you know, I've been Hook. working with Greg and Hook for like yeah. six years now. Yeah. And so we have a whole unit that we've developed in Switzerland, in Switzerland and that makes touring in Europe easy because so of course, you know, easier. like visas, flights, it just, it makes it so much easier. So much of Europe is doable yeah. by van, yeah. right? So I'd say, you know this, there's a part of it that's like truly adrenaline and and yeah. amazing. And then there's a part of it that's just like grind, right? You the finish grind the show, is the grind. you pack your van, you drive for X number I, of hours. I, I know this well. On the nights when it's not the festival, you sleep in basic ass hotels, right? Yeah. So you can save the money, so you can balance the night. So just having that touring experience, which is something that I wanted and I had no idea what it really felt like. That was cool. But then I'm seeing what that's the kind of impact that has had on the home audience because mm. it's like, Kumbe, kumbe so having having some some of that felt good. It was there's a part of that that was validation yeah. uh, and continues to be. And it's like actually you're late to the train. I've been dope. Yeah. But you're welcome. Uh, but there was part of it that was also a bit sad because it's almost like because now there's a validation of Europe or North America, then it's like, okay. So when in power, you your dope, yeah. right? And it's and I don't know. There, there was a there was a bittersweetness yeah. to to some of the the the, the commentary, yeah. but there was also a moment for like, yeah, bow down, bitch. You've been like not helping my life at all, and now you want to be homies and tell me how it you've been supporting it, me it since is, I was it is, like, it is what it is. You'll be ignored. <laughs> Up until you're impossible to mm. ignore, then they'll be like, "Oh, we've always supported." Absolutely. You. So like, it, yeah. it's it's it feels like it's human nature. How, in terms of sonically, how mm. are you balancing between making stuff that yeah. resonates here because yeah. you, it's important to have Absolutely. people yeah. get you here, yeah. Yeah. but also having that fine balance with when you're playing away. elsewhere, it yeah. makes sense. Home and away. So for me, there's three things. The first one is really having uh, collaborators who have a very strong ear and who are um, not colored. We're not trying to make uh, the music that will work in Kenya. We're trying to make dope, dope music finished, right? As a starting point. And at the beginning, I thought that that was a weakness because, you know, I, I was just like you. We spent so many years being told over here how there's nobody for us. Right, and this music that you're making, nobody wants to listen to this music, yeah. right? So to have uh, collaborators who don't have the same context, so for them they're just like, ah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Ask us, just trying to make dope music. That's the first one. Yeah. And the second one is just like leaning on what we hear. Yeah. So I just feel like East Africa, fundamentally, our sounds we have, 
a we have some benga mm-hmm. not some we have a lot of benga we the have hip hop the home of benga right we have hip hop mm. across the board yeah. right uh, arusha kenya like hip hop is a language mm. if you understand we have reggae dancehall and all its derivatives mm. right like kapuka is a derivative of dancehall kengeton is a der- this the derivatives when you go to kampala like the yeah. derivatives of reggae dancehall yeah. then we've always had r&b so our internal version like tarab and then everything else that we picked and sort of internalized mm. so because the music i feel like the music from here falls within this spectrum yeah and this music is globally resounding i have not really i feel grateful that i've not had to ask myself how do i make something that can work in kenya that yeah, can also work abroad yeah. because it's like the things we listen to in kenya happen to also work abroad so i think that's the second thing right just like focusing on the things that come easy to us also mm. it's like as east africans those are the things that we know very yeah. easily and then just being able to I translate like how you that very very easily very, <laughs> very easily <laughs> This is East African who's like, ah, I wonder what is happening with dancehall. Of course, yeah. you know what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think uh, the the third one for me that's uh, that's been around sort of the sonic thing is just like trusting the intuition, trusting what the music wants to do, exactly. and not trying to develop something for a market. Yeah. It's just like what's seem, what's authentic, yeah. what delivers the story. When I need to sing, sing. When I need to rap, rap. rap. Right, and just doing that in a way that's. Uh, as true to myself as possible because I think when you're honest yeah. and when you're authentic you make it possible for somebody else to be honest and authentic yeah. um, and I'm sure that this has been exactly your experience yeah. and I think what's been interesting is watching now mm-hmm. how the the Kenyan audience mm-hmm. has had like a big like switch around and strongly for Kenya right yeah. so whether you're talking about like in the mainstream or in the niche i also i'm really enjoying watching the blurring of this niche, niche and mainstream. mainstream there's a thing happening then i think that you're really a big part of that story i don't know what's what how what's your reflection on that i'll I just i think this saturday i was in my studio uh, and i was mixing one of nakas new songs mm. but do you say but do i say <laughs> So I'm, I'm in studio <laughs> making this beat and then this this lady comes in I I don't know her and she just sits on the couch and is like that song that when I finished it's like that song is nice but I don't think Kenyans will understand it that was like actually it it doesn't really matter cuz she's not a Kenyan artist mm. like for me I'm not thinking that i need to make this so that kenyans like it if kenyans like it that's, that's fine dope. if they don't that's also that's dope because that's also their taste because but also, and i'm also like i've in terms of taking risks i've never been risk averse mm. like i'll do i'll create the things that i want to see exist absolutely so whether everyone supports me no one supports me i'll give like Mm. That's on you. It is what like it is. You can stay deep. I've had songs that have a million plays. I have songs that have 40,000 plays. I'm not trying to say everyone should like the songs with 40,000 plays. I'm just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I'm going to do. Mm. It's like, if people like it, you mm. like it. If you don't, mm. that's on you. And in terms of just that thing people say about support, I think for from home i i'm beginning to see that it's changing for mm. the longest time i was 
I was like, ah. But then lately I'm seeing a lot, because we've also not had, not had a history of supporting Kenyan things, mm. where a lot of musicians in the past who could have been our human sekelas or who could have been our, we have Dowdy. Our Makebas. Uh, yeah, yeah, our Makebas. The, the spirits were killed because people were not supporting them. They'd rather support someone else. I'm like, you know what? Being supported or being supported, for me, it's like, it's cool. I'm good either way. Mm. Like, but because of that, just seeing, like, I've, I've sampled a bunch of songs from the past. And I'd be like going to look for the guys who made these songs in a bar somewhere because mm. they're playing cover songs, mm. which means that the songs that we grew up on, they ended up not benefiting from because mm. the society told them that like we have a very now, now society. What's hot now? If it's not hot now, you're irrelevant. So pushed out the way. But then it's, I'm beginning to see that it's changing because a lot more people are like are beginning to see that what those other guys can do, we can do. Mm. Uh, and you'll see a lot more in the future. And even just now, like I'm enjoying seeing the kids making the music with their phone, like shooting the videos with their phones. It's amazing. And it's big. It's like amazing. there's no gatekeeper. Yeah. Which is actually Absolutely. fundamentally what just a band when the first instances when we were putting out videos we're told this is never gonna work it can't it can't like no one's gonna understand it so it, we can't go anywhere oh. with it uh yeah but eventually we're gonna have to have a conversation about how we keep supporting people over time mm. because that's how you get your Louis Armstrong, that's mm. how you get your Quincy Jones. That's how, yeah. because an intergenerational passing the, of music. Exactly. Yeah. And it's re, it's really terrible. It's been terrible for us coming up and not having people that we could look up to and be like, these guys were artists doing their thing. And we can go ask them how how do you man maneuver this? How do you get through this? Yeah. Like literally, I can count on one hand the number of people I could ask about artists who have gone before. Mm. So we are almost, we are artists, but we are OGs. Mm. And I don't know how we got there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's something that I find especially endearing about mm. watching your journey. Yeah. Being on the inside and also being on the outside, right? That you are literally the captain of the new school, right? And that um, you are such a necessary and connected uh, figure mm. to new Nairobi, which I think is potentially the best thing that has ever happened to this city, right? Yeah. Just this upside of creativity and of diversity of stories, of sound, of yeah. multifaceted artists. And, and uh, the fact that they are, that your studio is a home, right? That people can just walk in and just ask you things and you can make tracks. I think that's a thing that, yeah. for real, we didn't have that. Yeah. And just having that means that you've saved somebody like 10 years of knocking against, you know, yeah. A wall. And I, I think that for me, that's exactly what led to the idea, you know, for the Perform Music Incubator. It's like, there are a bunch of things that, you know, 
I've figured out on this journey so far, I've figured out that even when you're a nobody and you have a really hot life show, yeah. you're going to make moves, right? Yeah. I figured that if you have a clear definition of success that you define for yourself, mm. then you're able to run your race and not to get distracted sort of by the noise or, you know, thinking that you're doing nothing because you're watching somebody else's life. Yeah you know, being able to define success for yourself and charting the roadmap to there and building a team from the jump. So as yeah. opposed to us guests who then like were in the trenches by yourself for years before you're like, hmm, maybe a manager can maybe help. Maybe perhaps. Maybe a PR person can really help perhaps. me deal with this media thing, yeah. right? And so help, help providing that environment right from the beginning, it's like, okay, come through into this space. Yeah. Spend the next eight weeks developing your live show. And I, you bring everything. You have a studio engineer. I mean, a live sound engineer, a lights person, a visuals person. I, I, I really, That's a really I, important I, I, thing. I, 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 I love that you you did that. I, I really love because for me it's also that. like how we're building these like intergenerational connections, right? Yeah. So that this younger artist, I just feel like, and I've said it a number of times. I really, really want to see in Nairobi very 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 many bentleys that have been bought with music money yeah. and i know that you know if that's not the point that's not success like having a bentley i mean you could just have that and it's dead yeah. obviously that's not what i'm advocating for but the idea of the commercial success yeah. of these careers happening in our lifetime we have to dd it to us and to these younger ones that you have yeah. enough that's coming through your 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 door yeah. and that you have a structured way of thinking about your money and you're, you're putting away your money and you're investing and you're developing things for yourself. And you even have change to buy a Bukati to then, you know, drive in this like pothole streets <laughs> of, I guess, no governor. Right. Yes. That concludes part one of three of TuneIn's In Conversation With series with Kenyan musicians Blinky Bill and Madhoni Drummer Queen. For part two and more exciting content, head to www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. Thank you for listening. We give special thanks to Two Grapes Wine and Friends in Kilimani for hosting this discussion. This is Tune In by the In Network. Learn more at www.innairobi.com or on Instagram at the In Network NBO.